Hello and welcome to the Mix Era Rap Podcast. I'm your host, DJ B-Wise. This is a podcast where we talk about hip-hop from boom bap to trap. We are a group of hip-hop enthusiasts trying to bridge the gap in hip-hop. My co-hosts for the day are Kev, Terrell, and Malcolm. Please remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Our tag on Twitter is Mix Era Rap, and our tag on Instagram is Mix Era Rap Pod. That's Mix Era Rap P-O-D. Today's topic is... We're going to be doing a review of an old school artist, Special Ed, and we're going to be giving our review on the top 10 rap songs for the end of January 2021. All right, let's jump into it. So let's start with Kev. So Kev, give me your impressions of my main man, Special Ed, his career, his impact. I did some research on his music. I did not know that he had put out a project in the 2000s. So uh, give me your insight, Kev. Go ahead. I want to say I appreciate you bringing up the topic of special ed because, you know, we don't give our legends enough flowers when they're still here. Uh, I was surprised that, um, like you said, he had put out so much material. I knew he had produced a lot of that stuff, but I didn't know how, like, how deep it went. Yeah, and I, and I was also surprised about how good a lot of his albums were. I mean, if I took his whole discography, I think I would average maybe like a three and a half, you know, four mics per album. I don't, you know... it. it him being so young coming into the game, I think it was it was it was important because he had a lot to prove with his first album, and it kind of by coming out in the late '80s, it kind of transcended what the night part of what the '90s rap became. So like that youngest in charge, I mean, it had it had some '80s feel, but it kind of set up what the '90s would end up becoming. One of the things about Special Ed is that he had a lot of great videos, man. I mean, like, all his videos are great. I'm not sure who wrote or directed them, but, I mean, it's like, you know, it was one thing listening to the music, but it was like, it was another thing to look at the videos for I Got It Made. I mean, it was simple, but it still was effective, which I think is his best song, is uh, Mission. It kind of gave me that children's story from Slick Rick Field, told a great story. The video was fantastic. I mean, it was funny. It was entertaining. So I, I was, I was, I was pleased. I enjoyed, you know, just going down this path. You know, he's not that much older than me. So kind of seeing someone that was close to my age at that time being a big star and really, you know, listening to his music and enjoying it all over again was just, it was a pleasure to me. And I, and I thank you for um, bringing him up so we can, you know, show him his respect and pay homage to him. And, you know, hopefully that, you know, the younger guys can enjoy the two. All right, man. I really appreciate that. Yeah, we definitely got to give our old school legends some love while they're here because we lo- we're losing them too quickly. I think highlighting one artist each month should definitely be our path for the near future. So we're going to jump down to our youngest in the building. Malcolm, what did your take on my main man, Special Ed? I really liked his, my favorite album that he's come out with was the Legal album in uh, 1990. He came back after 89 with this album. I really liked it because it set the tone, like Kev said, for the 90s. Um, He was one of my, when I started learning about hip hop back in the day, um, he was one of my artists that I got attracted to first. Um, I can't remember how, but I believe it was I Got It Made or some one of his, his first hits or singles that I really enjoyed. And I feel as though he's, and when you talk about the, the, the early 90s, talking about, I guess I wouldn't put him as a, I mean, I would put him as legendary status because I feel as though he's, there's no one that's come out like him. 
one of my I, I love I love the Come On Let's Move It song on um Legal as well as the Mission and um those two songs and I also like the um Ready to Attack song on Legal. So I re, I, re, I love um Special Ed. I'm loving that we're talking about him. Not a lot of people give him his well not I feel like he needs more more credit and more people need to talk about him and artists similar to him um from in the past. Um so I really I really enjoyed diving back into his uh his his catalog and doing my research so i really appreciate that malcolm you know this is what it's about young people taking an opportunity to just go back and look and see you never know you might like all right so let's jump next to my main man terrell terrell what did you feel when you checked out my main man special ed well to be honest when not when you put the topic out for special ed i was like oh okay cool i've been listening to this man since i was born especially from when he did when he did a soundtrack in crooklyn that's one of my favorite songs named Cro- crooklyn people and like they like what everybody been saying he don't get his respect that he should he's a phenomenal rapper he will give you all his best out of all his songs and like Malcolm said his best I feel like his best album was the I got I got it made that was a classic album hardcore kept it real from the streets and he just had fun with it and I wish people do get to know more of the people before us listen to their music to see where hip-hop came from not just on based on what it is here today people have to listen to how the hip-hop evolved and this was this topic right here was the best way how we could start it so i love it i really appreciate that terrell i'm gonna jump in with my two cent and say that you know i go way back with him he's a little bit younger than i am but during his time, you know, he had a run from 89 through 91 where you had to put him up there with your Big Daddy Canes, with your Heavy D's. I mean, he had major impact, you know, starting with that first album, The Youngest in Charge. He dropped that in May of 1989. Uh, I was uh, in the military at the time and it was just awesome. You know, one of my, you know, a few of the songs that I loved on that album was Taxing. It was the first cut on the track. I mean, literally, you can throw that album in and just let it roll. And uh, after Taxing, man, you know, I got it made which really was his burst out album, no, uh, single. And then um, his dance club single was uh, I'm Magnificent. And we pumped that throughout the entire summer that year. And then uh, in uh, 1990, he dropped Legal. That was around April, I think. And, uh, you know, some hot joints off of it. Another uh, masterpiece, if you ask me, you know, for a sophomore album, he was able to, you know, put together an even better stretch of, of hits, if you ask me. Uh, Come on, let's move it was probably the hottest joint off of that one as far as the charts was concerned. But like Kev said, the videos were crazy and his probably his best video, the mission, it was like that James Bond field, you know, it was crazy. And then uh, he had to hit I'm Special Ed and then You Wish You Could probably the second best cut off that album that legal album and then um like uh malcolm said ready to attack i mean that was vicious that was him really coming very lyrical and very hardcore street you know unfortunately after that 91 you know street rap really took over you know um the the nwas the ice cubes uh that that west coast thing really started taking root and uh pushed a lot of the uh 80s artists off the map but he did have an effort in uh that he dropped in april of 1995 which is called a revelation you know it had 
one song that was um, charted. It's just that, you know, I don't think this was his style, but he did lay down some good hits for it. Walk the Walk was probably was probably the one song that made the charts. Uh, Freaky Flow was another kind of a dance feel. But at that time, dance rap was just really not hitting in 95. And then um, Just Like That was probably another really lyrical effort from him. And then in 2003, which blew me away, because again, I didn't even know that he had put together something. Uh, so he did have a project and he did. He dropped in January 2003 called Still Got It Made. You know, I thought it was a really good effort. Again, for that time period, he just wasn't, you know, nobody was checking for him, but it was some real hot cuts on there. I really liked the joint special. Uh, they, he had a cut called Really. Uh, smile. Oh man, Smile was very lyrically good. You know, his uh, family was Jamaican immigrants and he was born here. And his best effort, because he always put a dance hall track on each one of his albums. And I think off of the Still Got It Made album in 2003, he did his best dance hall effort, which was Bouncing, featuring Sizzle Kunjo. And So Long Goodbye, man, that was a strong song. Really, really strong song. Told a great story with it. And that featured Inga. You know, what more can I say than we, you know, he should be when he's on the road and he does do a lot of college uh, town events, uh, especially, you know, for the HBCUs. He used to travel with the the freshman crew, which was um, Kwame, uh, Dana Dane, uh, Moni Love, Roxanne Shante was on it from time to time and um, Chubb Rock. And they would do shows along with Black Sheep, too. Don't for, let me forget them. But we definitely got to get into some more old school artists and show them some love. All right. Well, we appreciate that, gentlemen. We're going to move on and we're going to give our review for January's, the final week in January's top 10 rap songs. So we're going to start with the youngest in charge. And we're going to say that uh, the first song that was on the chart for um, this week in January is Mood. And that was by 24 Karat Golden and is featuring Ian Dior. So, uh, Malcolm, what do you think about that joint? Um, I've heard that song so many times. It's like, and I when I hear it, it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like the radio is playing. Um, it's a good song, I guess. I mean, it, it's a pop song. I feel like I feel like it crosses over. So I understand why a lot of a lot of the masses enjoy listening to it. Particularly for me, I wouldn't put it on any playlist of mine. Um, but it does give me like a summer vibe, I guess. So it's a cool song. All right. Really appreciate that, Malcolm. So, uh, Terrell, what did you think about that Mood album? The same way as how Malcolm felt, I feel like it's just like a summer vibe song. It's just, I feel like it's more into the pop side. It's not really hip hop or rap. It's just, and also I hear it on the radio like almost every day. And I understand he's young, so he's trying to find his identity. And it's like, it's it's hard out there, when you, especially when you're a young rapper. It's just... I don't know what to say. Like, it's a good song, but it like it won't be on my list as well. All right. I'm surprised to hear that from the young party. So let's move on to me. And I tell you, man, um, definitely pop. The production on it, though, was dope. Really crazy dope. These young men, they jumped out there and said, hey, we're trying to get this bread. And, and they, they got it. You know, they made something that the masses wanted to hear. And what more can I say? <laughs> so moving on to our anchor. Kev, tell me, what did you think about that mood 
track. I, I think the young guys are kind of breaking me down because most of the songs on the, on the top 10, I, I kind of enjoyed. But I do feel what they're saying as far as mood goes. Until I saw the list, I didn't know it was a rap song. And I think that's, I think that's where we're at now. It's that fine line between what's rap and what's pop. And then it doesn't help when a lot of the so-called rappers use the auto-tune. So it kind of, it takes away from, I guess, the, the music per se. It's almost like anybody can say they're a rapper or anybody can say they're a pop artist. It feels like, I mean, besides all that, I mean, the song's not bad. They do play it a lot. So when you hear something a lot, it can, it can kind of turn you off a little bit. So it's, it's one thing, you know, you hear it here and there, but when you kind of hear it on a consistent basis, it's kind of like, oh, okay, I'm tired of it. But, um, for it to be number one, I, I am a little shocked by that, but I, I, you know, like I said, that's the climate of today. So I hope that, you know, this young man can, can figure out his niche or his, his own unique sound and kind of, you know, create his own identity instead of fitting into this norm so we can, so we can hear him and not hear, think people want to hear. All right, Kev, yeah, I feel you on that. So uh, then we're going to jump into our number two on that chart for January, and that's uh, Pop Smoke with For the Night. Yeah, I'm feeling that. So uh, let's jump in this with uh, Terrell. Terrell, what did you feel about Pop Smokes for the night? Well, that album, well, that song right there, I could play that song every day. It's a drill beat sound, like it gets you in that mood, whatever mood that you in. It's like a vibe out song, like typical night for me, typical night in the hood. When I'm with my bros and stuff. Like, we, we going to miss him, but like, I'm glad that they still bring him out of what we could have of of Pop Smoke. And that song right there shows an example of it. So I'm glad that is in the top. It's number two. Should have been number one, but I'm glad it's number two. All right, cool, cool, cool. So um, I'm going to jump in and say that, you know, definitely, just like Terrell said, definitely a good drill track, you know. This effort for Pop, I thought was a little too much auto-tunes, but beyond that, the features, Lil Baby, bomb, you know. Uh, the bars, shh, crazy nice bars. The Baby, you know, always going to give you a solid effort. Just serious track. Now, what I did pick up from the track is that I don't think that these guys laid this track together. I think this uh, was laid in separate studios. So I have to give it, you know, a little thumbs down just because they didn't lay the track together. But it is what it is. I still like the effort. All right. Let's move on to uh, Malcolm. What did you think about Pop Smoke's For the Night? Another song that I've heard several times. Um, I mean, hey, that's one of his his more favorable songs that a lot of people like out of his catalog. Um, I don't believe it's one of my favorites from him, but um, it's a good song. Lil Baby comes on as a feature. Any Ever since Lil Baby changed his flow, I feel like he's, any feature he gets on, he, he, he gives you his money's worth, you know, your money's worth. So I feel as though it was a, it was a good track. Hip hop, I mean, good, good, good radio, radio hit, you know. And I'm, of course, if he was, uh, unfortunately, Pop is not alive, but I'm pretty sure if he was alive, the hype would be even bigger around the song if they could perform it and um, 
both of them performing that song would be crazy in concert. So, um, yeah, great track. All right. Appreciate that. And then we're going to end it off with my anchor man, Kev. What did you think about Pop Smokes for the night? I'm still shocked by his impact. And that's because I just, you know, I'm not really into his music. I think his death, for me, I, I believe his death is what is causing a lot of the popularity behind, you know, his ratings or his stock in the game. That's just my opinion. You know, I, I could do without this. I could do without the song. I could do without the album. Like I said, I'm just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. So. All right. Yeah, that's understandable, especially from our age group. We're going to keep it pushing with the next song on the charts, which was at number three for the ending of January, which was Body by Meg Thee Stallion. All right, so I'm going to jump in first with the uh, Meg Thee Stallion's body and just say that, you know, another pop smash for her. The machine that's behind her is pushing her. The production team that's with her is strong. You know, her flow is good. Am I disappointed that she is not where I want her to be a little bit, but she getting at that bread and you got to give her some credit for this, at least that. I'm in hopes that she makes so much bread off of this effort that her next album, she's able to express herself the way I know she can. And I'm gonna leave it at that. And then we're gonna jump to Malcolm. Malcolm, what did you think about uh, Meg Thee Stallion's body? I enjoyed the song. Regular, regular hit from Meg, of course. I feel as I feel the same way you feel about her and her content when you talk about what she actually raps about i feel as though she could she has way more in the tank and i feel like she's just giving us a taste and just giving off hits as of now so once she's able to really tap into that money she'll be able to put out some projects where she's able to really do something that she wants to do and actually do something for the fans instead of something that's for the for the charts you know so um another hit for her as usual not one of her top five hits of all time but um, it's a it's a song that she's that's one of her more one of her more favorable songs. So a uh, good track as well. All right, yeah, I appreciate that, uh, Malcolm. Um, I'm like you, man. I just definitely think that she's got more in the tank, and and I don't know if she's doing it for the fan. I think she did this for the fans. So you know, the average listener right now, you know, between TikTok and 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 the radio or the streaming, this is what they want to hear. You know, the average fan. I wanted to do an effort for the hardcores. You know at least put three or four tracks for the hardcore. So moving on, we're going to go to my man, Kev. Kev, what did you think about that Meg Thee Stallion body track? It's a, you know, it's Meg's wheelhouse. Uh, she she created a song that was able to, you know, get the females to, to listen to, to get excited about, to make videos, get on social media and do all these things. I mean, this is what she does. I mean, to be honest, I'm not surprised it's number one, not because it's the best. It's just because I I feel like it's honestly the most popular song out of all these others on the list. I mean, it's just, you know, it's basic Meg for pretty much. I mean, you know, she, um, this is what she does. So it's, you know, it's not a lot. I mean, it's, it's not too much higher she can go outside of this. All right. Yeah. I feel you on that, Kev. And uh, finally, we're going to leave off with my man, uh, Terrell. Terrell, what did you think about Meg's? body track well i hear this song every day that's one two everybody on tiktok play this song over and over again and three like like you said this one was for the fans everybody been wanting a song like this so it was it was bound to happen is it one of her strongest work eh, it's 
top five, not even top five, top ten of her best works. But as also Malcolm says, like once she really tap into that money, we're gonna see a whole different side of her that's gonna blow the game. And I feel like just saying we're gonna get another beef when she still step up and she on somebody neck. We're not gonna say nobody name because you know she get a little personal when you call her out. But just stay tuned. All right, cool. I feel you there. So we're gonna move on next to uh, our number four song on january's rap charts and that's going to be drake featuring little dirk with laugh now cry later no, no. baby i took a half and she took the whole thing slow down baby we took a trip now we on your block and it's like a ghost town all right so uh, i'm gonna jump in first with this one you know another pop smash for Drake, good looking out for him, you know, spotlighting Lil Durk on this. Not a huge fan of Lil Durk, but I know what he's here for and I know what he's trying to do. And, you know, the baby as well as some other artists need, you know, that type of competition. I give that its credit for what it's due. And, um, you know, he's pop royalty, if not the king of pop rap, you know, it was a good look. I'm going to leave it at that. All right. So we'll jump into another opinion here and uh kev what did you think about uh drake and Lil dirk's effort with laugh now cry later uh to be honest i'm torn like on one part of me i feel like this is a song drake had already done before it sounds similar to a lot of his other stuff but at the same time like you said he did feature Lil dirk i'm a big fan of Lil dirk i'm not a big fan of the the style or the flow that dirk used on the song but i mean the beat i mean it's a, it's a catchy beat I mean, it's an easy beat to to grasp and, you know, and kind of like, okay, nod your head to or something you could play when you're in your car or something like that. It's not the most upbeat of songs. I mean, it's fine for the radio. I mean, it's fine if you're listening to it, you know, on your way to work or on your way home or whatever. Like I said, I, I, like I'm torn. Like I, I want to say, you know, part of me wants to say, eh, it's typical drag. But another part of me is like, I kind of dig it. So, you know. I mean, if I had to make a choice, I would say, you know, it's not that bad. Um, kind of, even though I'm still in the middle, but it's it's Drake, so it's kind of hard to to vote against Drake or to say anything. You know, you say you a hater if you kind of say Drake is bad, bad, bad or X Y Z because I mean, like honestly, we could say he's the biggest thing out there. I mean, not just in rap, but just all genres of music. You know, it, it ain't too many more. You know, it's not too many people that sell like he sell or as popular as he is so you know you this is another hit and this might and this is quite possibly the the feel or the flow of his album whenever it comes out yeah i got you i'm feeling you i'm feeling it man i got got what you're saying so uh let's move on to malcolm malcolm what did you think about drake's effort with laugh now cry later love that song um you all are haters Lil Durk is great. Um, I feel like this is the best song, one of the best songs on the chart list. Um, I feel like it's a it's a song you can always turn on and like it makes it makes me happy. It don't it don't make me happy, but like I feel as though I get in a a, a, a lighter mood when I hear this song, you know. And I like the Lil Durk feature. I think it's perfect. And I want to thank Drake for including him on on that piece because who else could have done it? Pretty, I'm pretty sure you could have got somebody else, but I feel like it was just a perfect fit, you know, way they played, way they played off each other. So it was a great song, I feel like. So not one of, well, not one of Drake's best songs ever, but it's a, it's a great song. That song, that song. 
Yeah, I feel you on that, Malcolm. So uh, the visuals on that, I'm pretty sure, you know, are a part of what made the track hot for, you know, a guy in your age, you know, the sports theme, it was hot, you know, so that's, that's deep, you know, so I hope that everybody can feel it. You know, again, you just want him to stop saying, you know, if he's going to be the man right now, you know, show us you the man with a little bit of rap. So we're going to move on to my man Terrell. Terrell, what did you feel about the Drake and Lil Dirt track, Laugh Now, Cry Later? You know me how I feel about Drake. I like the song. It, as with um, Kev said, it did remind me of a song that he did earlier and stuff. But with Drake, you never, you cannot expect an unthinkable with him. He will just make something and make it to a hit. That's just Drake. Drake been doing that for many years. He gonna keep on doing that because everybody feed off into it and everybody love it. I like the format of the video. It basically was like draft night. Like the way how he was dressed and stuff, the same is basically the same way how um, LeBron came about his draft night. So I like that, and the fact that he had shut down the Nike factory factory for that video, I was just like, wow, bro. You, if you have that much power to do that, it's like, what can you not do? And the flow of the music, like the beat, was amazing. It was a nice slow metal beat, classic beat, and he just. Tell it like it is. It was a storytelling song of him dishing out. It was like a, how can I say it? It was a story song, but also it was a diss song all in one. That's the real That's the real story behind that song. So I love it. He, he did it. He made it so classy. So I love it. All right. Appreciate that, Terrell. You know, again, and you guys age range, I think that it's definitely uh, uplifting, feel good type of uh, track. All right, so we're going to move on to uh, our number five on the chart for January of 2021. And to me, a newcomer. I don't know much about this artist. His name is CJ with Whoopty. All right, so uh, let's start with Kev. So, Kev, what did you feel about this artist, uh, CJ Wood Whoopty? I mean, when I first heard it song, I didn't care for it too much. But I think when we was doing the show prep, I was like, well, it's not that bad. But then, like you said, you didn't know who the guy was, and I didn't either. And when I looked into him a little bit, um, I think 6ix9ine helped him get his start. And it makes a lot of sense. Like, I mean, just listening to this song, you kind of be like, stuff don't make no sense. And it's kind of off the wall. And it sounds like something 6ix9ine would even write or influence. I mean, it's catchy. It's, you know, it's not a lot of, it's not a lot to it. It's not bad, but it's not like super great. Um, I mean, it's a decent song. It's where we're at with this time. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm in the middle, kind of in the middle. Like, you know, I, I want to, I actually want to enjoy the song, but it's, it's just kind of like, I'm not there yet, but so, but I don't like it, but I'm just like, I'm not there. I'm, I'm stuck in the middle on this one too. Yeah. I feel you on that, Kev. This is a tough one. And, uh, we're going to let the young people get in here and give their two cents because they may be able to teach us something on this one. So, uh, Terrell, what are your feelings about this, uh, effort by CJ with Whoopty? So basically, he's, how can I say, he's not technically a rapper. He's somewhat a rapper, but they consider him as a drill rapper. So it's kind of it's kind of different between a rapper rapper and a drill rapper. He makes his style just straight up with drill music, drill music, 100 out of, 
110%. With this song, let, it's let me mostly ask you this. like... Mm-hmm. Let me ask you. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm going to ask you. So what is your your definition of drill music? Well, my definition of drill music is, well, 9 out of 10, a loud beat, a hard, a hard hood beat, and them just rapping about either their, their life or rapping about what's going on in the street, to be honest. So it's not like... It's it's not like a particular sound or uh, something that could be somewhat regional because I no. mean like you know the Chicago this, like the Chicago artists kind of laid the format with drill music mm-hmm. and to hear drill outside of Chicago for me is weird so it's kind of like you know when I was first introduced to drill it was a Chicago thing and I was like okay mm-hmm. that's their sound no one else can touch drill leave it to them. Come up right. with your own name if you're gonna make something similar to that. So like to hear like a New York guy say, "Oh, this is New York drill music." I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait! This is confusing altogether." So I don't know what you know. I don't know what drill music is now. I know Chicago so, drill, but I don't know this new age drill. So with this type of drill, like as me being living in New York, a lot of a lot of rappers, underground rappers, who do make drill music, music coming out of the woodworks and getting studio time, because I guess that's the new. That's the new it factor in New York is drill music. After we thought we had somebody that was going to hold us down, which was Pop Smoke, we said, okay, cool, we got somebody going to pop up. Now he's going. Now they're trying to find that next person who could step up. They're not going to give it a 6 9 because they, they already know he done, he's done out the game. So now they're trying to find out what's the next style of music we could do to make us back as number one. So now. Chicago was the one that opened the door for drill music. Now New York is saying, okay, we got all these rap that been doing drill music. Let's make this the shine now. So, and the first person that was up was CJ. And yes, he did get help from 6ix9ine, but now he's making drill music and stuff. He just got on an album with Funkmaster Flex. He didn't, CJ have not made a made his own album yet. I think he made an EP, but he, he haven't made, he he have made, made an own album. album. Oh, so this so, cut uh, is off of uh, EP, um, Terrell. Yes. Okay. Okay. So and, and now he got a he got a, a single, and Funk Master Flex album already. Ply the man. Now you're gonna see more and more people, more and more rappers now doing drill music because now that's the that's gonna be the new hottest hottest thing now. But I like I like song. All right, really appreciate that, Terrell. A little insight, a little teaching of the old school. We appreciate that. So uh, moving on to Malcolm. Malcolm, what did you think about CJ's effort with Whoopty? So I am in agreement with Kev's point on the drill scene. I mean, I came up with drill was when it first started in Chicago, and I thought with Chief Keith and what uh, Lil Reese, uh, 360 Montana, all them rappers coming out. Those were people I was listening to. Lil Dirk was younger too, like. Who else? It was, I think it was Fredo coming out with stuff from over there. There was a lot of artists at that time because I was into it around 6th, 7th through my middle school years. So I thought that was, I knew that was drill. And then I come graduate, go into my undergrad and I hear about this new, it's not new, but like this drill scene coming out of New York with pop. It was, it wasn't even, I don't think, I don't even think I heard about pop and then I heard about Favi. Favi, um, I think Terrell backed me with this. Favi came out. Um, that's my those are the artists I heard about early. And it was some other artists. Yeah. But and then that was the drill scene. And I was like, oh, this is totally different than what the guys in Chicago were coming out with. And 
I was like, okay, Chicago scene was real, real hard. It was, it was hard, and it wasn't like a dance. It was you not really you can you can bob your head to the music, of course, but it's not like I'm gonna get I'm gonna get excited and want to party to this song. When you hear it in the in a party, you like okay, this is that song. But like when I hear the drill scene in New York, it's like all these hits that they coming out with are like club songs that I can hear and listen to and actually like like vibe to. So when you talk about the um CJ song, I mean. I hear he came with Takashi. Okay, came up with Takashi. But um, I don't know if he's the biggest coming out of New York when you talk about the, the, the drill scene in regards to who's top right now. But I know that he's, I've heard that song a lot. Uh, I enjoy the song. Sounds similar to a lot of the other songs. But when I go, when I go to, oh, I want to listen to some, some drill from New York to get me like tea or excited to get me in the zone and the mood, I'm going to listen to, I may listen to old pop like some of the some of his earlier songs or Favi Favi um Foreign Favi Foreign I think his name yeah I mean it was a good song so I um I agree with y'all what y'all was saying but that's the that's my point about the the drill scene I think it changed or the sound kind of changed because the New York sound that I hear is not it's it's less I feel like it's less words and more more uh ad libs and it's just just having a good time I feel like. And the drills in Chicago at that time was a lot of street, heavy, heavy street stuff. There were a lot of those songs, they was talking about actual murders and stuff they were doing or that you would hear on the news at that time because during that time it was heavy, heavy. The, the, it was a lot of murders in Chicago, I think. So it was reflect, it reflected in the music, so drill scene. All right, cool, cool. Appreciate that, Malcolm. You know, I don't have a lot to say about this particular cut. It is the music that we're listening to now or what's making the charts now. To me, it is just another young man's attempt at showing off or being becoming braggadocious about thuggery. I'm not impressed. It's hard for me being a lover of this culture to think that this is, you know, if you're going to be braggadocious about thuggery, be lyrical. I can accept that. But this was not a very lyrical effort. Definitely know that there had to be some six, nine, influences in there because this is really a, a soft attempt at making a person who's probably not involved in that world hard and it is what it is i'm gonna move on because if i don't i'm gonna get a headache at number six we got internet money featuring gunna don tolliver and nav with lemonade <laughs> So let's jump in with uh, let's let Kev start this one off. So Kev, what did you what was your feelings about Internet Money featuring Gunna uh, Don Tolliver Nav with this uh, track Lemonade? It's not bad, you know. It's 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 easy to listen to. Um, it's not like a lot of complicated lyrics. The beat is um, it's a nice beat. It's okay, you know. It's it's not it's not nothing I want to listen to in my car when I'm driving somewhere because of the slow tempo. It might be something I'll listen to in the house more i mean it's just you know it, it, it's it's not it's not bad it's not great um it's enjoyable it's like you said like you was just saying it's where we're at in these times so you know you have these songs at a slower tempo you have a lot of guys that use auto-tune and it's really you know it really doesn't matter the lyrical content 
it's kind of, you know, you take that sound, you take this one sound and whatever words you lay over this sound, that's what gets pushed. And it's not to say that none of these artists on this list or on this song are bad per se, but it's, it is kind of repetitive, the stuff that we're hearing, but enough people are, are listening to this stuff. They are requesting this stuff. They are, you know, they're buying their merchandise. They're doing all these different things. So, you know, I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm gonna keep listening to it. And when I'm in the house, is if it, if it comes on in the car, I'm going to skip it. Cause I, you know, I, I'd rather have something more upbeat, more up tempo when I'm driving. Cause that's just what, you know, makes my ride in the car more enjoyable than this here. I mean, you know, it, it puts me at ease, you know, um, it's a calming song, but it's, you know, it's still being in the top 10 is somewhat kind of surprising to me. I like a lot of these songs, even though I do enjoy a good number of these songs on the 10, um, some of these songs still in the top 10 is just like, wow, this song has been out for a while and it's still in number, you know, still can chart in the 10. It's kind of like, what is everybody else not doing? So that's what I feel. Definitely, Kev, feel you on that. And that's why I don't want to do the top 10 rap songs every week. I want to do it at the end of the month. That lets us get a real feel for what people are listening to, what people are streaming, because, you know, you and I will hear something and it's like garbage in our ears. But if it's been on the chart, as long as some of these cuts have been on the chart, it's like you, you got to start playing it again, playing it again, because you want to get a good understanding of what's going on in these people's mind. So I'm going to jump in with uh, my opinion and say that, you know, it it was, you know, a drug induced. Uh, it's, it's hard to even have words for it, but definitely, you know, a drug induced dream with good production. You know, the production was good. The features. Yeah. They were okay, but not a great effort. I think they there's a lot more that he could give. So I'm going to move on. Uh, Malcolm, what did you feel about Internet Money and Lemonade? Um, Once again, heard that song multiple times. Why I got hate on a song like that? I mean, you all know what the song is here for. It's a it's another vibing, young, young age, new age song. Uh, I mean... I know the guy that's the main that sings the main chorus. I usually I heard him on a few other songs. I mean, I wouldn't go out of my way to listen to it, nor would I add it on my playlist. It's something that I've heard on the radio multiple times and it's crossed over. So, um, I mean, hey, it's a good song. It's a nice hit, but uh, that's that's what it is to me. A hit. Nothing more, nothing less. I didn't expect a lot from can't remember his name. Uh, he's he's one of them. Them. I can't, I don't expect what are you talking about internet money? That much in regards. Who sung, sung the, the chorus? Chorus? Wasn't that Don Tolliver? Off his drink, Cody. Yeah, that was your boy Gunna. I know that's your boy. And Not then Nav. Talk, Nav's huh? a rapper, right? Not Nav. Nav is a rapper. Though. Okay, yeah. then Don Tolliver yeah, sung the that. Yeah, Don Tolliver sung that. the hook. I don't expect that much from Nav. Gunna did this for the money. And Don Tolliver did what he does, and that's it. was a hit. So I know they're making a lot of funds off this hit. Oh, without a doubt. This is definitely a moneymaker. So uh, let's move on to uh, Terrell. Terrell, uh, anchor us off on this one, man. Get, bring some sense to this conversation. Okay. So this also was a, I don't feel like it was a hip-hop song. It was a pop song, like a, the number one song that we discussed it already. But it was a hit. This is one of my favorite songs right now. Just because Don Tolliver is on here, 
and I love him as a rapper right now. And it's just so it Don Tolliver is rapping, not singing. Yes, yeah, he's, he's rapping. rapping. So then, who sung the hook? Well, the, the part that Don Tolliver was singing, that, that was him. He just plugged this in this song. He just sang. Okay, I got you. I got you. Go ahead. It's funny how this song came came about because the original song didn't make that much. Didn't even get on top fifty. That's that's the funny thing. It had to take a remix with a little bit more features to get on top fifty to now being top ten. Because you don't hear anybody playing the original song. The original song was trash. So. That's just comes to shows that you gotta have the right people, the right features for your song to come up there. And this was another song that made money, another song that gets a lot of airtime, another song that's gonna be in the view for the next year or two. That's how that song this is how that song is gonna be. All right, I got you, Terrell. I really appreciate that because uh, you know, this is a tough one for me. Um I like the song, but understanding what the mind frame was behind it you know again don't get me wrong <laughs> ain't that wrong with smoking the blunt ain't that wrong with you know if, if if sipping syrup is what you do but the amount of songs being made based off of what you partake in is just driving me out of my mind so thanks for that 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 interlude into what where they are all right so we're going to move on to uh our number 7 which is actually an artist that I actually enjoy and that's Juice World with Bad Boy. Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, I'm a bad boy. When I get off my ass and get to the cash and get my bag, boy. And let me not forget that Young Thug was featured on this uh, track. And again, that's Juice World with Bad Boy featuring Young Thug. And we're going to start off with Kev. Kev, what, would, what were your thoughts on uh, Juice World's effort with Bad Boy? I think it was a decent song. Um, I really enjoyed Young Thug's um, his part in the song. So, you know, I'm kind of 50-50 on it. I mean, it's you know, like, like we've been saying most of the show, it's... It's a today song. It's a today sound. You know, a, a lot of these, a lot of these younger artists, either they have something to say or they don't. I'm not really saying a lot. They might be talking about depression or they might be talking about getting high, like you just said. So it's like, you know, outside of the beat, it's more about, you know, how are you, you rapping your song? Is it auto-tune? Is it not auto-tune? And you kind of go from there. So, you know, parts of the beat are, you know, are stuff that we here on a recurring basis but I, I think a lot of this stuff is who do you enjoy and how are they presenting their 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 lyrics to the people i'm always you know young thug is is not the greatest lyricist but he he just has a sound that i will always enjoy until he you know does a dramatic switch uh, I became a fan of Juice World because of this show that, you know, because, you know, you guys made me a fan of Juice World. So, I mean, this is not one of his best efforts, but the, the addition of Thug made made me, you know, kind of stomach the whole song. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. We're going to move on with Malcolm and see what his two cents is on this. Malcolm, what were your impressions of Juice World's effort with Bad Boy? Not the biggest fan of Juice World, never was, but... uh. 
I support him. Um, it was a good hit. I've been saying that for a lot of the songs. There are none of them are my cup of tea because I wouldn't put them directly on my playlist because they belong on the radio. So I mean, Juice World, another radio hit to me. Um, he's a lyrical guy, I guess. He's not a lyrical guy. He had the potential, but um, you know, I feel like the drugs did over, over, uh, over. He overdid it with that and was not able to tap into that part of his mind, unfortunately, um, and be able to show it to the world. But I feel like he had a lot of potential, and I've heard some tracks where he has attempted to be lyrical and actually tap into that um, rap side of him. And he has, the, he, like I said, he had the potential, you know. So it was unfortunate, but a uh, good song once again. I definitely think it is a good song. So, uh, Terrell, what were your thoughts on Juice World's effort with Bad Boy? I feel like this song was a rock song. I'm not also a big fan of Juice World. It's a hit and miss with me. I feel like this song right here got it got a big uh, mix of both worlds that hyped this song up. Now, like I said, I feel like this is more of a rock song. So it's like a f- fuse of rock and hip hop. But with his type of music, it's just like, it don't make me want to bump to this. It's making me sad or making me like feel a little bit depressed. And it's like, it's a hit and miss. So that's how I felt like this song. And what, and what number was this song again? This effort was at number seven. Number seven? This should have been number 20. Well, I mean, number seven for the end of the month. I'm pretty sure it was higher throughout the month. Uh, I know I saw it at like four or five. So it's been it's been higher, but uh, it ended off the month at number seven. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to say this as far as I'm concerned. Like Terrell said, I thought it was a daring effort. The production on it was something out of the out of the norm for Juice World. So unlike everybody else, which, again, this seems new to me because everybody, you know, they, they people put me on the juice world. I wasn't really into him like that. And then I got into him like Keb did. I thought it was a pretty good effort. I was extremely surprised at the storytelling that uh, Young Thug did in this particular track. I'm actually shocked. I, I, it's hard for me to even have words. I'm shocked at Young Thug's effort on this particular track. And I'm hoping it was because he was vibing with Juice World. Again, I'm not, I'm like Kev. It's definitely not the best stuff that Juice World has done. But for him to step out and do something out of his norm, a little different, that, that's what I'm looking for. Again, we, ain't, we don't have to be in love with it, but try to grow outside of what you've done. You know, just because a track did well a year ago, don't mean you got to make a track that's very similar to that track the next year. That's my two cents. So we're going to jump into number eight. And number eight is my man Pop Smoke back again. You know, he was double dipping this uh, year, this month with uh, What You Know About Love. All right, so uh, Malcolm, what were your thoughts on Pop Smoke's effort with What You Know About Love? It's another hit by Pop. Um, I need you all to continue what you are doing with um, his uh, his support and keep his numbers going because he was a great artist and had enormous amount of potential. Um, this song was a tribute to, who did that sample? 
what was that in my mind right now? I cannot remember uh, what song that was. But um, that was a that was a hit back when the sample you used was a hit back when it came out, and it was a a very resourceful resourceful um sample for the song, and I feel like it really brought everything together, added on pop with it. So um, love that song, great song. Um, by pop. I appreciate that, Malcolm. And the um, sample that he did was from Genuine. That was a sample from Genuine. That's, That's what, what I thought. thought. That's, That's what, what I thought. thought. All right, no problemo. So, uh, Terrell, what were your thoughts on Pop Smoke's effort with What You Know I Love? This was a classic song, a throwback. So it was like it gave me a throwback theme to it, and it's like telling him a short story about a story that he loved and stuff, and like. And he telling his friends like, "What you know about love? You been in love with somebody like? It's like a little, like a typical ice cream song, like a like a like a put like this, it's like a LL Cool J song, with LL Cool J doing his little sex symbol thing, licking the lip and stuff, telling a story about how he liked this little honey honey dip he seen at a bus stop. That's basically how how this song was, and I enjoy it. Like Malcolm said, it's another hit. You got that right." I'm going to jump in here with this and just say, <laughs> bravo, you know, bomb-ass production. Uh, this is the reason why people have been pushing the young man's music out there. Excellent. Real representation of the culture, real representation of New York, crazy cool vibe. There's nothing else I can say. I got to push it on to our anchor man and say, Kev, tell me what your feelings are about Pop Smoke's effort with what you know about love. Uh, I don't really care for it too much um damn I, I, <laughs> I, i'm i'm still trying to get into pop smoke but i mean just looking at his album is still charting um he has two songs on the top 10 so it's something you know he's he, he did something right or you know his team is doing something right it's just not my cup of tea you know i might give him another chance i've i've you know i've trying to give him chance after chance after chance and it's still not clicking for me it's not really exciting it's not really you know i i, I don't get it i i mean it's you know i'm not the biggest of megan fans but i would take megan and the stallion over pop smoke any day of the week all right i feel you on that kev hey you got to respect the man when he when he come like that <laughs> i know didn't it hurt it hurt a lot i mean what you want me to say you know it's like it's it's, it's, it's okay, okay but it's, it's not, not like, like it's classic music. Oh, it's definitely not classic music, but this was one of the best efforts off his album. One of the uh, best. Listen, you can't argue with him. This is the same person that thinks being the butcher is the best. So you can't argue with him. Being the butcher is way better possible. Now, see, I'm going to need you to exit off this. Don't do that. <laughs> yes, we, we cannot do another Benny the Butcher uh, 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 debate right now. We got to move on. We're so close to the end. So we're going to move into uh, Little Baby with On Me. Feel the band over with bands. Get a little bro, them a job. You can come get rich with us. You gon' eat or you gon' starve. Keep us certified. Hear the sin. I pay them not to rob. Pop out 2020 color and I'm riding in a stop. All right, and I'm going to jump in with this one again first and just say that, you know, Lil Baby is the South's king right now. I mean, everything he's touching is good. It's gold, and um, he's telling some really good stories. Do I love the auto-tunes that he used? No, 
But do I know that he has skill put behind what he's trying to do? Yes. His production people are amazing. They're giving him some great tracks to lay music on top of, lay rap, you know, rap lyrics on top of. So I'm going to leave it with that and then move on to uh, uh, Malcolm. What are your feelings on On Me by Lil Baby? He's that guy. We all know that. Um, Love Lil Baby right now. Once he changed his flow, um, I used to not like him. I used to only like Gunna when we talk about the Southern guys. Um, But really liking baby um this is not one of his top songs i feel like but it's a good song um like you said he is running the south he's been running the south for some time for a little bit now two 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 years we can say 2020 going on 2021 hopefully not hopefully but we want to see some new faces but um that's the it seems as that's the trajectory is where where we're going but um He's uh he he does his thing. Um, I feel like his features really show his skill when he gets on on um other gets on songs with other uh, other artists. He's able to really do his thing. It's never a dull moment with him. He always comes with bars. I guess substance wise, do I know if he's always the most positive or the most conscious or the most uh, lyrical? I mean, he, he puts together, um, I, I mean, I've heard him doing some storytelling and he, I guess the wordplay is good. So I'll have to hear you all's opinions on the song. Yeah, I can, I consider him street royalty right now for what uh, he's doing. So uh, let's jump in with Kev. Kev, what are your opinions on Lil Baby's On Me? Uh, I love the way he flowed on this record. It's just, yes, a lot of it is today's sound, like you said, with the auto tune and everything, but he's just... He is today. So I feel like anybody else that comes out of 2020, we would compare them to Little Baby. Um, I think this time next month, like, you know, like Pop Smoke, he has two songs in the top 10. I think Little Baby is going to be that guy within the next month or two. where He's going to have multiple songs in the top 10. He's on that track at the moment. You know, arguably, you know, there has been debate about what, album was the best in 2020 and he's one of those guys that a lot of fans and a lot of media people feel like had one of the 10 best albums in 2020 um did i you know i i'm still trying to i'm still trying to really really kind of get into his stuff but you know more songs like this will pull me in it's it's just it's just one of these songs where i i'll uh, you know i'll ignore his kiss the content of the song it's just the how he flows on this beat is just like the beat and his vocals and his flow just kind of all blends in together so well is it was just like it was just perfect it was like a five star going to a five star restaurant perfect meal it, it was just so it's so great i don't even know what he's talking about i have no idea what the song is about but it was just so great that you know, now I got to go back and figure out what the hell he was talking about because I don't even know. But that that's how much I was like into the song. I don't even know what it's about or what he's talking about or anything. Yeah, I feel you on that, Kev. I'm telling you, man, this cat is, you know, as far as boasting goes, he is the finest boasting uh, rapper of this current era. You know, I, I, I can't fully tell you again what the whole song is about. But the part you do know is him boasting about women, money and his rides when it comes to boasting and rap is about boasting. He does it 
at a high level. All right, let's end this off uh, for um, this particular uh, track with Terrell. Terrell, what were your feelings about Lil Baby's On Me? Well, Lil Baby is that pop star right now. He's actually going into the Migos pop star status right now. He's untouchable right now. It's like everybody's calling, calling him for a feature. If you see him now, like every song you see, he's in a feature. He's that hot rapper right now that everybody wants. And is this going to stop? No, it's not going to stop. This is going to continue for another month. Well, I feel like this is going to continue to the end of, end of this year. Summertime is going to even be more static with him. So just watch, like, we're not done with the little baby era. We just entering the little baby era, era right now. So he, this one right here, bravo how it is. It's just going to get better and better from here. Yeah, I feel you on that, Terrell. Appreciate it. So we're going to finish this off with number 10 with Pooh Shiesty and Back in Blood featuring Lil Durk again. Bitch, I got my own fight. Don't need security in the club. All they wolfing on the neck, nigga. I thought you was a thug. I ain't got nowhere to go. I shot up everywhere. All right, let's start with Malcolm on this uh, Pooh Shiesty Back in Blood. What were your thoughts on that, Malcolm? Uh, out of all the songs on this list, this was my least favorite. Um, I heard it. It was okay. I, I can't remember the feature. What was that feature on there? Who else was on there? Lil Durk. Yeah, um, I heard Lil Durk on there. Uh, he could have came a little harder. The song was a radio hit, I guess, um, similar to the. Uh, these other songs but this was least favorable in my book all right i got you on that malcolm so let's move on to terrell terrell what were your thoughts on push Shiesty with uh back in blood i did, I did not, not like like, like the song that should have been number 100 i don't know who who i did make the song but i feel you on that uh terrell you know and for your age group to say you didn't, you wasn't feeling it, I, I got you. Um, I'm going to jump in and just say that, you know, I thought it was a weak effort by Lil Durk as far as a feature. Pooh Shiesty, you know, again, drill music. The production was pretty good. Not, not you know, it was basic. It was very basic drill music. And, um, you know, the story was well wrapped. You know, I can give it that, you know, Um Lil Dirk's part was very braggadocious. So, you know, him saying he, you know, he, he he's, he's, he's burying dudes is, you know, if that's what you like, that's what you like, you know. Sadly, this is the current condition of what rap is. And um, hopefully we'll get a little bit more balance moving into 2021 because uh, 2020 was a year, even with the pandemic, that showed that there is balance in this uh, in our genre. And our culture. How about that? Let's finish this off with our anchor man, Kev. Kev, what were your thoughts on Pooh Shiesty featuring Dirk back in blood? <laughs> I'm, I'm very surprised um, of everyone's comments because I actually enjoyed the song. Uh, I think the song should have been number one. I liked it better, better than, than all the other nine, nine songs. Who said garbage ears? Would you like Who said garbage ears? No, no I said it. I said it. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you ask me, somebody um, got somebody got garbage ears. 
this, 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 this is my what, what I remember drill music for what, what it is. Um, I, this is the little Dirk I like. It was it was simple. It was very street. It was very ignorant. It was, I mean, it was just like I was in, I enjoyed this a lot. And for me, when I did when I did my um, research on this, I went from ten to one. And and when I got the one, I went back to ten because I'm like, wait a minute, like how could the number ten song to me sound better than the nine above it? Um, and I, I know it's weird. It's kind of like I'm purposely saying, oh, I'm gonna disagree with everybody. It's it's just it's it's not me doing it purposely. I this song was more enjoyable to me than all the others. Yes, we've heard that Drake song for what six seven months now. And for it still to be charting in the top top five, it's kind of like what's really going on. And for me, and that's the problem for me. Like a song that came out seven eight months ago still shouldn't be in the top ten. Damn sure it shouldn't be in the top five. You know, people have been releasing. I mean, there have been albums, good albums that have came out since Drake released this single. So for this song, for Drake still to be in the top five, like it's kind of like. What are other people not doing, or what are the fans not really listening to? You know, Pooh Shiesty. I, I don't know this kid, and I don't know nothing else that he's done. I haven't listened to anything else he's done, but this one I enjoyed it a lot. If most of his stuff is like this, I'm probably going to enjoy his stuff. And I wish I, I, <laughs> I wish we were kind of <laughs> close to a grin, but yeah, this this was the best song to me. And that's how we're going to end this uh, top 10 off for January 2021. Hey, it is what it is. That's the reason why we're doing this. That's why this platform was was brought to, to fruition based on the fact that, you know, enthusiasts, people who love this culture, who love this genre of music, we're not a monolith. We like different things. And this conversation today shows it. So we'd like to thank the fans for listening we'd like to let you know that you can um uh, email us with comments with questions we also uh would be open to uh the fans uh emailing us with topics that you'd like us to discuss and do research on and have a debate about and that email address is under a groove network at gmail.com again that's under a groove network at gmail.com you can also follow us on instagram and twitter you can follow us on instagram at mix era rap pod we're very busy on instagram definitely want to check it out as well we're very busy on twitter and you can follow us on twitter at mix era rap and with that we'd like to say thank you and we're out of here peace <laughs>